Hello, and welcome to The Reason 365. I am your host, Mary Edwards. Today, the topic will be, and I know it's another one of these maybe little difficult topics, but we're going to be discussing church hurt. And I want to begin this podcast by saying when I'm talking about church hurt, I am not talking about abuse. I am not talking about criminal behavior that is taking place among some members and some leadership inside of churches. I want to just go ahead and say 100%. If these are the things that are happening to you, and this is criminal behavior that is happening to you, these are things that you need to take to law enforcement so this can stop. I don't believe that criminal abuse should be taking place anywhere and that in that includes inside the church body this discussion is more about why people are shying away from churches why people are leaving and they're leaving angry and they're leaving upset and and bitter This is a conversation that I want to have with us today. So a lot of this is about how someone feels, their emotional state. And one of the things that I hear quite often is I attended this particular church and I didn't feel accepted. So when you dive deeper in the conversation with the person And you ask, well, what was it about you? What was it about them that made you feel that you were not being accepted? And you get really to this, it's a, it's a common denominator that a lot of times people said they didn't feel accepted is because I don't think they got to know me. And here's, here's very important. I didn't get to know other people. That is so important. Then when you dive in a little deeper, you find out that they didn't get involved with any ministries. They didn't accept any invitations for joining small groups. They, you you see this. The other thing that you also see as you continue to have the conversation is you have a lot of people who then go on to say, and I didn't feel comfortable with sharing who I am. So now do you see, you have the opportunity here for people not getting to know one another inside the church body. Do we have a lot of this happening? Yes, we do. Inside the church, we have a lot of this behavior happening among God's people. And the thing is, and I like to sometimes, you know, use the analogy about, and it's not just me, you know, I, I think I got it from somewhere else, but I think this is so perfect where you have people that you see this um, fruit of, you see this basket of apples and you see all the beautiful apples and they're nice and shiny and that it looks good 
on the outside and it looks so inviting on the outside and then you bite it or you slice it and then you see all the bruising you see all the rottenness you see all the worms you see all these things under the layers of what looks beautiful and there are people inside of these church buildings and I'm being careful here when I'm saying it, and inside these church buildings who just cannot get beyond that outer layer, that appearance that they must put on. And I'm getting ready to use a four letter word here. So be ready. And that four letter word that I'm getting ready to use here is fake. People have become so used to being fake fake and it comes over in to our church settings into our church gatherings there are people that i have spoken with i speak to and they say they have a hard time you know sharing about themselves being open and real about themselves because they've been hurt and i just have to tell you this and i want you to understand that being open and being honest is not a guarantee against being hurt, but it should not keep you from being open and honest. It, that, that hasn't, let me just say this. Um, that doesn't have anything to do with you. So I want you to understand that that, that doesn't have anything to do with you. You are being open. You are being honest. That has to do with the other person and we can't control what another, what somebody else may do. I have to honestly say I'm at this stage of my life where I am not trying to seek out acceptance by others based on their opinions and how they think I should be, you know, where they have created how they want men and women to be in their image. And you're trying to navigate and fit into that mold. Well, that is absolutely impossible to do. You're going to encounter so many people along this life journey you cannot fit into everyone else's mold. So you have to look at the mold that you're supposed to be striving to fit in is the image that God has planned for us. That is the image. Another thing as we're sharing with people about our lives, again, this is a, what I'm getting ready to say here is just a little bit different. Okay, I have had people that have as a, you know, I've served as a decision counselor in churches and biblical counselor. And I've had people share with me things that they have said, I have shared these things as part of my testimony with people and they treat me differently. And I always respond to them that I personally don't feel that you have to share every aspect of your life 100% with everyone that you meet because everyone is not ready to hear you and receive you 
and can process what you're saying to them. And if you've been in those situations where you have shared some serious deep stuff, and I mean, we do have brothers and sisters in the body of Christ who I think are truly repentant of some past behaviors and decisions, but not everyone in the body of Christ can receive that information and can handle that information. So we do need to be careful about who we share our things with. And I'm not saying you hide and you lie. You just don't need to share everything with everyone, but you do need to have people that you are accountable to inside the body of Christ. So what happens if you find yourself in a situation where you have a feeling that you have been hurt, you have been wronged, and this is taking, you know, toll on your emotional state. I'm going to talk to you about a few things that you should be doing. And I know some of you are going to say, oh, Mary, that is just so simplistic. But you know what? It really isn't because if it truly was this simple, more people would do it. More people find it easier to pack up their feelings and leave instead of going through a biblical process because ultimately we want to arrive at a place of reconciliation and restoration within the body. We don't want to behave as the world behaves. So the first thing that I want to talk about is in James James chapter 1 and we would be in beginning in verse 19 and it says my brothers my dear brothers and sisters take note of this everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteous righteousness that God desires therefore Get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Wow. Now, let me ask you this question. How many of us are quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry? Social media can be seen as a blessing and a curse, but for me, I count social media as a blessing because it truly allows me to see the actual evil that is in the heart of man and even within the body of Christ, where you have brothers and sisters that are smiling and singing and having themselves a grand old time in church. And then when you see them on social media, the things that they will say and the things that they will do, that is absolutely, you know what? That's truth being revealed. And as we continue on in James, James goes on and tells us the truth about how powerful our tongue really is. And, and mainly how our, our tongue is used to produce a lot of things that it really should not produce. We have a lot of stuff that comes out of our mouths that should not come out of our mouths. So as I continue on with James, and I think by now you might 
be seeing that when I'm talking about church hurt and how your feelings and emotions and you've left angry and bitter over situations, I have you seen by now that I'm asking us first before we look to the outer for what's going on, can we first look at inner, our inner selves and seeing what's going on? Can we come from a place of where was I in this process? Where was I in this decision to leave? Where am I taking some ownership in this situation? So I'm hoping along with James, you're seeing where we look at ourselves first about what it is where we were in this process let's do, let's go over to james 4 where beginning in chapter 1 what causes fights and quarrels among you don't they come from your desire don't they come from your desires that battle within you you desire but you do not have so you kill you covet but you cannot get what you want so you quarrel and fight you do not have because you do not ask god when you ask you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures james goes on to tell us in verse 11 brothers and sisters do not slander one another Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. Now, I know some of you may be saying right now, Mary, and I know you're going to send me an email. They say, Mary, um, where where's the justice? I have been wronged. Where is where is our justice? Now, I'm not ending here. There's processes that we do need to go through. So when we go back and we look at James and beginning in verse 13 through 18, well, 13 through 16 basically are talking about the kind of wisdom where you, you have bitter, you're bitter, you're um, envious, um, you have all these selfish ambitions. And this type of wisdom is coming from the evil one is, is not godly wisdom. And we let me just say this. This is really what we're seeing a lot. Okay. We we're seeing a lot of this with people. Okay. And this leads to a lot of our difficulties, our quarrels, our fights are being upset and are wanting to leave the body of Christ. But then in 17, when we talk about godly wisdom, godly wisdom, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Now, as I told you from the beginning, this was not going to be easy because if it was, we would actually be doing this. But again, what we find easier is we find it easier to get mad, get our feelings hurt and leave situations. And then we begin to harbor, harbor bitterness within ourselves. 
and then it starts manifesting itself outwardly now the next thing you know when you're saying well you know i was wrong mary i was wrong now let me go ahead and tell you right now sometimes you have been wrong and there is justification you know i'm saying that kind of quote unquote for the way you feel but that doesn't mean you walk away and you live in that and you stew in that and you marinate in that anger and that bitterness because again was there something that you could have done in that situation absolutely and let's look at matthew let's look at matthew chapter 18 beginning in verse 15 and the heading of this that i have in the bible that i'm reading right now it says dealing with sin in the church okay so in 15 it says if your brother or sister sins go and point out their fault just between the two of you if they listen to you you have won them over now nowhere does it say in this verse that if your brother or sister has sinned you post it out on social media it doesn't tell you they have sinned and you immediately run to someone else now i'm going to say this again i am not talking about criminal situations okay if someone is harming you mentally and i'm not talking about they talked about your clothes or that kind of thing there's other mental abuses that can take place uh, mind games and controlling that kind of thing someone is abusing you physically this is not what i'm talking about here you don't run to them and say you're abusing me those are criminal behaviors they're totally different so i want you to understand what i'm saying here so if your brother and sister you know i'm just going to say this again if they talked about your they didn't like what your outfit looked like and that upset you go to them and talk to them but don't get on social media and talk about them on social media that is not what that's saying here then 16 goes on to say but if they but if they will not listen take one or two others along not your besties okay go ahead and take someone else along find someone that's you can trust in leadership that kind of thing someone else that you respect but not your best friend it's already you've already talked to and you've already sided with somebody that's impartial and take them along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses 17 if they still refuse to listen tell it to the church and if they refuse to listen even to the church treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector i told you these are the things that are not being done they're hard I said at the beginning, you would think that I'm getting ready to tell you something and you would go, oh, well, Mary, that is just so easy. You're making it sound so easy. It's not easy because if it was, we would do these things. But again, we find it easier to leave, to take ourselves and our families and many and, and in many cases, friends. We get on the job. Somebody may mention, have you heard about such and such church? And our tongue, you know about James and that tongue, we're off and running. 
Yeah, I attended that church. And then everything that comes out of your mouth is absolutely negative. But have we actually done everything that the Bible is telling us? You know what? We really should be doing these things. Now, can I just say this to you too? There have been times when these things have happened to you. And I, I've told you that I acknowledge that there are sometimes things that ha do happen. And you have gone through these processes genuinely and nothing has changed. And there are times that you do leave churches for particular reasons where there may not be sound doctrine that is being taught and followed from the place of leadership. I get that. So you have the justification to leave these buildings, these churches, but don't make up stuff. Just be very honest about, I left because maybe this was a season in your life that you were called to leave a particular church or that, you know, you recognize as you were growing more and more in the knowledge of Christ, you recognize that this biblically was not the place for you to be. And you can just leave it at that. You know, well, they, you know, and I'm just going to end it there. You just don't need to go on and on and make up things because God already knows the truth about some, about some things. So you don't need to just add on and pile on things that just are not happening and just are not true. Now, if all these things have happened and you have follow these steps and the person who has offended you has actually apologized and repented of this behavior to you and you still have these feelings and you still are harboring this anger and the bitterness that you have this now again i told you i said before this is about us now looking within. Where is our spirit of forgiveness? Where is our spirit of grace? Where is our spirit of mercy, of love, of kindness, of being a peacemaker? Do you hear? Where is that? Because remember, we are actually trying to have a place of peace and reconciliation among the body. And nowhere have I said in this podcast that we're supposed to just go along to get along and smile as if everything is great and wonderful and people are doing stuff because this is not being, this is not truthful behavior. You know, I told you I used that four letter word earlier. It's fake, absolutely fake. And out of this, what I'm seeing is all of this hurt and anger and bitterness. And this is not new, but we're seeing more and more and more of this is we have so many church buildings and I'm using air quotes that you can't see, but I am. We have so many church buildings that seem to be cropping up every day overnight and a lot of them oh my gosh i wish i could say and i wish i could say hallelujah and i could praise and say oh my oh lord praise you because your kingdom is growing 
but I can't because many of these church buildings are cropping up and they're cropping up not out of a place of we're spreading the gospel and we're building and and we are multiplying God's kingdom. They are sadly, they are sadly rising up and cropping up, springing up out of places of anger and bitterness, church splits and quarrels and fights, that kind of thing that's going on. This is what we're seeing more and more. And sadly, you know what? I'm just going to say this and I'm going to use another four little word here. I'm going to use the word sand. And many of these churches are being built on sand. They're being built out of anger. They're being built out of bitterness. Somebody hurt your feelings. They're being built out of you were fired from a church ministry. The pastor was fired from a church ministry. We we have all these things that are happening inside the body of Christ and we are not dealing with the things that are happening truthfully inside the body of Christ. So we have all these buildings that are cropping up, calling themselves churches, and they're being built on sand because they come out of the wrong motivation. And most of the time, a lot of them are coming out based on feelings and man's ambition. Wow. If we could take the same energy and power that we place into harboring the negative and put it into helping someone in need, advocating for someone, advocating for something that truly is in need. Wow. The world would see something that they have never seen before. But sadly, we're following, we're falling into these worldly traps of the world says that I'm supposed to, and I'm just going to say this, I'm going to fall into this reality TV mode of bad behavior and just being, let's see how outrageous and insane that I can be. That is that has spilled over into the body of Christ. That has spilled over into the body of Christ because you know what? Many in the body are not guarding what they're taking in. What they're what their eyes are taking in and what their ears are taking in. So as I begin to start looking at closing out this podcast, I want you to begin to say, Why am I angry? Why? Have I started this new ministry? Why have I started this new church plant? Why? Ask yourself these things. Take these, take this to the Lord. Not, don't take things to your Lord and take the take things to the Lord and say, Well, God told me, because a lot of this is God told me through your interpretation of what you want to hear what you want to believe and what you want others to hear and what you want others to believe. And again, be honest. If your church was built on sand, if your ministry is built on sand, that is something that you need to go ahead and take ownership of, turn it over to the Lord because whether it happens today, tomorrow, or 15 years down the road, 
the truth is going to be revealed in these situations. I want to say this again. This is not discussions about actual abuse that is criminal in nature. This is not church hurt that is criminal in nature. I want to say this to anyone who's in the body of Christ. If you are being abused, these people need to be held accountable. They need to be held accountable. I'm just going to say within the legal system. If you are in the body of Christ and you are an abuser, if you are an offender, you need to be held accountable. Stop hiding. You need to be held accountable for your behavior. So remember, this is not about this type of church hurt because the type of church hurt that I'm talking about is also being just as detrimental to the body of Christ and to God's kingdom because feelings are being hurt. I so, so truly want God's kingdom to to be built on the rock, to be built on the firm foundation. And I'm not saying that church plants won't go through difficulties and struggles and, and that kind of thing. And it doesn't mean that you were built on sand and it doesn't mean that you've got all these internal conflicts going on and that kind of thing. It's just, it's just about life. Church is about life too. You're going to have ups and downs and struggles and that kind of thing. But I believe it's just like anything else. If you have a firm foundation, if you're built on a strong foundation, you're going to have the means and you're going to have the tools to weather these storms. You're going to have a body around you that are going to help you be able to weather these storms as we go through our lives, ups and downs and turmoils and that type of thing. So remember, go back and look at James. Oh, the whole chapter of James. Woo, wow. So good, so powerful. Look at Matthew 18, the verses that I discussed. Think about what we're talking about in scripture. Every day is a renewal day. Every day is a new day. We need to constantly be renewing our minds and transforming. And today, think about this. If you have not, had someone come to you and if you have had someone genuinely come to you and they have repented of the thing that that hurts you in your emotional state in your feelings it's time for you now to say to yourself or say to this person go to the lord take it to the lord and it's time to forgive it is time for us to begin these 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 times of reconciliation among and within the body of Christ. It is time for us to start doing this and stop trying to make everyone cookie cutter in our image and recognize people for the individuals that God has chosen and has called us from different places to serve him. And when you look at a brother and sister, you should see them. You should be seeing them in the eyes of how God sees them serving God for his purpose and not for your 
image that you want to put on people, which is very limited. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I know this one was a little bit long and I try to keep my podcast short, but there was so much that really needs to be discussed here because I'm not seeing it getting better. It seems to be expanding. The divisions seem to be expanding um, within, within our body. One of the things also before I go that I want to say, and I want to say this to churches that I truly believe are truly planted churches. But here's something that I'm also seeing in these, these churches that are truly planted. You have people that will be coming in from other places and other churches and they have been hurt and they are, they are all in their feelings. As the young people say, I'm all up in my feelings, but they are hurt. And I want to tell you something that I'm also seeing that is happening that may not be, that may be perpetuating what is going on. Sometimes when we have new church plants, churches are planting and they're worrying about numbers. This is already is happening in other churches where you're more concerned about the electricity and the lights being on and paying salaries than actually building the body and building your people. This is happening and I see this sometimes in um, church plants where they're worrying about the numbers. Sometimes you have people that will come in and they will share about, well, I left such and such a church and they'll tell you why. And it usually is not a place where God has called me to be here and to help you grow this plant and serve and that kind of thing. It's because they're bouncing from church to church to church, find, trying to find a perfect place. There is no such thing. Trying to find a perfect church. And you have a lot of times people in the new church plants that will say, oh, well, you know, come in, come in, come in. You know, we're welcoming and we want you here and we love you and everything like that. But never address the things that I talked about in this podcast. Never asking them, well, you know, did you, how did you process this? Did you turn this over to the Lord? Did you talk with these people? Did you go through these biblical steps? Where were you in this? See, a lot of times this is not happening. This is called, okay, I'm going to have my church plant. And again, can be absolutely genuine. And God has called you to plant this church. But you have people coming to you, hurting people, angry people, and they have not had peace. They have not made peace. They have not reconciled themselves to the situations that have gone on. And you need to understand this. Until they do this, they're possibly going to do the same thing inside this new plant because they have not learned the processes of how you need to go about forgiveness and reconciliation. The forgiveness and the reconciliation is powerful. I said from the beginning, it's very powerful. It's hard but it is very powerful to get to that place of reconciliation. So again, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. And 
If you're driving or traveling, I want you to go out and make it a good day. I'm Mary Edwards for The Reason 365. Of course, if no one has told you today, I love you. Well, I love you. And you may say, well, why, Mary? Why do you love me? Because Jesus loves me. And out of his overflowing abundance of love that he has for me, and I need to go ahead and say his patience for me, I can also, I have so much that I'm able to share and I'm able to give back to you. So go out and make it a good day. And you know what? And if you're not having a good day, turn it over to the Lord. I love you. Be blessed. Bye.